What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 182 of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I sure do appreciate you all listening in. And let me take a quick moment to say uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year to every, each and every one of you out there. The fact that you tune in week after week sure means the world to me, and I thank you so much for doing that. I hope the holiday season brings all the blessings you can imagine to you. This week's guest definitely has one of the more interesting stories I've come across. Dr. Ranjan Kumar is a neuroscientist that made a career switch into the beer brewing business, but it's all part of his master plan. Calgary's Delta Brew Stillery is pumping out some great beers and expects to open the doors on a tap room early in the new year. I got to tour the brewery and sample some of the beer when we met. The facility looks great and the Catalyst Lager would go down nicely on a hot summer day. I would also like to send a huge congratulations to Dr. Kumar and his wife as they have just welcomed their first child into the world. So grab yourself a cold one, say cheers to Dr. Kumar and his family, and enjoy the episode. The best sauce on the planet. Friends, I've been telling you about Sticky Fix from Motley Q for a while now. Recently named the 2021 best sauce on the planet, at the American Royal World Series of Barbecue Sauce Contest. Sticky Fix will be your new go-to, perfect for the whole family. Believe me when I say this stuff goes great on everything from quick grilled chicken to a 16-hour slow-smoked pork butt. Joe and Jess from Motley Q are mainstays on the Canadian competition barbecue scene and their years of culinary and competition experience shine through in all of their products. They put lots of time and careful attention into each item and they love how barbecue brings people together. Barbecue is a big part of their family, and they want to help everyone make it part of theirs, too. Motley Q sauces and seasonings are crafted to deliver high-quality flavor to all barbecue dishes. From beef, chicken, and pork to wild game and vegetables, they've got a sauce or seasoning fit for any dish or occasion. Visit motleyq.ca, that's M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E dot C-A, to see their full lineup and get your bottle of the best sauce on the planet. Listeners of the Eat More Barbecue podcast can use the discount code EATMOREQ to save 15% off your order. That's discount code E-A-T-M-O-R-E-Q-U-E at motleyq.ca. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of the podcast. And uh, here in Northeast Calgary at Delta Brew Stillery uh, for part of another of our Alberta Foodways series highlighting the folks that produce the food and beverages we enjoy uh, here in Alberta. And I'm really excited. A, a very interesting story today, Dr. Ranjan Kumar, uh, who went from a uh, career in neuroscience into the brewing and distilling industry. I guess not distilling, but we'll get into all that. So, uh, Dr. Kumar, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Very good. Thank you, Ryan, for uh, this opportunity and uh, pleasure meeting you. I'm yes, doing very well. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. We just had a tour of the, uh, the brewery operation here and... Uh, very nice. Uh, great to see. I was saying, uh, telling you that I worked at the airport here for many years, and it's been ten plus years since I worked at the airport. And this building and not, none of the stuff around here was was here when I used to work. This up is here, fairly so. fairly new yeah. space, and uh, I believe the building we are in was constructed in 2019. Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's just it's amazing to see the changes uh, yeah. in those years. Uh, since I've been working up here, but uh, it's great. Uh, so, quick question: What does uh, what does barbecue mean to you? So barbecue means to me like uh, instant healthy food. Yeah, that's what it reminds me okay. for. Okay, and uh, had been uh, barbecuing since uh, like I was a kid in India, right? Like where I was grown up. Yeah, and um, I believe like. Uh, and it is proven, I believe, by scientific methods also that it is healthy food. Mm-hmm. You don't have any additives. You right. don't have. You don't deep fry it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it brings the flavors, the natural flavors yeah, out. Think, yeah. No. Absolutely. Just the yeah. uh, just the meat itself is yeah. good. It's uh, it's all the other stuff that comes with it that maybe not so uh, <laughs> not so healthy. But yeah. uh, and you, you mentioned growing up in India. Yeah. Um, talk about. 
I guess what would the equivalent of our barbecue be there? Uh, open fire or live fire cooking? What what kind of stuff do you have? Our there? barbecue, at least like uh, now, globalization, everything is available mm-hmm. everywhere. Yes. But I was raised in a village. Okay. And uh, our barbecue was very basic comparatively to what we have here in Canada. Yep. So it was um, just uh, we, uh, my father was a farmer and we. Uh, okay. I was grown up in a farm where we did barbecue for uh, corn okay, or some other vegetables. Okay, yeah. I didn't eat meat that time I was vegetarian. Okay, yeah. But we did uh, just, uh, it was on a live fire. Right. And uh, we enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, excellent. So now you've... when we come to this part of the world, you have to spend money and get mm-hmm. the proper proper gear for everything. Yes, yeah, it, uh, it can be uh, it can be very simple, but it can also get quite elaborate, uh, yep. can it? Right. So grew up in India. Uh, whereabouts in India? What uh, what region? I was uh, grown up in northern part of India, very okay. close to New Delhi, just ninety kilometers. Okay. There is a town called Panipat. Okay. And uh, I I grew up there. Excellent. Now, I've seen and been hearing about some issues in India with, and you mentioned your father being a farmer. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen some stuff. What's what's the situation there? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, that there? is, uh, there was agitation. Uh, the, the government brought uh, a new bill, okay. which was uh, not uh, supporting the farmers in essence. And then uh, there was a huge uh, opposition to that right. because this was going to put farmers into bad spot. Okay. And uh, all the money businessmen will own the mm. land, and uh, then farmers will just work um, like uh, employees to them right. for the rest uh, of their okay. life. Right. So it was going to destroy the smaller farmers yes. and many yep. more. So we did even my family opposed. Yeah. And uh, finally, government uh, recalled that. Oh, bill. good. Well, so that's good. I now, see at the, least uh, something yeah. came back to farmers. At yeah. least uh, uh, I. I'm a big supporter myself of the farmers because sure. I'm one of them. Yeah. And uh, that is the backbone of any civilization. Absolutely. Grow the food. Yeah. And uh, I sometimes feel bad also. That class is the always the less taken mm. care mm-hmm. yes. in any country of the world. Yeah. It, it's not, uh, doesn't get the respect it should. Right? Yeah. It's not it's yeah. looked down on. I've, yeah, I've been seeing the uh, no farmers, no food uh, bumper yeah. stickers. And, yeah, uh, we had those. Yeah, yeah excellent. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. But that bill did not go through and well, in India. Uh, that to, is good for farmers. Yes. Oh, good to hear that. Um, what, what brought you to Calgary? That is the most important question. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what brought me to Calgary was my PhD in neuroscience okay. at uh, University of Calgary. Uh, I did my master's in neuroscience in India, okay. and uh, after that, uh, went to a couple foreign countries mm-hmm. and saw the level of education. Came back to India and uh, worked as a scientist okay. in a drug discovery company, okay. uh, Dr. Reddy's Labs, mm-hmm. where we were working on um, a pharmaceutical discovery of uh, new drugs okay. for cardiovascular and uh, metabolic disorders and uh, neurological disorders. Okay. I was motivated to do a PhD in neuroscience and looked into the programs all over the world. Right. Germany, US, Canada. In Canada also U of T and U of C. Mm-hmm. I have chosen I had chosen that uh, time uh, U of C. Yeah. Because the project was completely uh, cutting edge okay. in the field. Yeah. Worked on skin stem cells okay. and nervous system repair. Yeah. Excellent. So that uh, came to Calgary, Did uh, got your PhD here? I got my PhD. I came in 2009 and graduated in 2015. Excellent. Then I worked a little bit at UFC. Okay. And then started my business. So talk about um, being a, neuro- a neuroscientist. Uh, does, does, to myself, I don't necessarily know what that means. What, what does a neuroscientist do? Uh, you talked about... <laughs> Drug development, pharmaceuticals. Yeah. It is it is a broad term. Mm-hmm. A neuroscientist uh, does uh, look into the pathways into the brain and identify targets for drugs. Or a okay. neuroscientist uh, look after the clinical trials where drugs are tested. Okay. Or looking for something in research where it will make a huge impact on the society. Right. There are like small. Uh, I would say segments. 
uh, of uh, there is a big problem mm-hmm. let us say a problem in broad term you will say it is a mental disorder okay but then there are multiple areas in science where somebody will have studied one specific pathway mm-hmm. related to that mental disorder mm-hmm. in that pathway also there might be multiple genes or multiple proteins or other factors involved somebody who will study them is also a neuroscientist okay. somebody who will discover a target hit which may evolve eventually into a drug is also right. a neuroscientist okay. or somebody who translate all that research information into clinical information so that that can be communicated for the welfare of society yeah, that is also a neuroscientist okay. so it is very broad yes, very it is so. uh, difficult to put that in one single sentence mm-hmm. yeah no it's uh, interesting so yeah i know um i've got two teenage daughters who've had some issues with depression and different things so then we've looked at medications for them yeah and there seems to be a a variety of medications and yeah, it's it is, it's yeah. kind of trial and error to find the one that works best for your per, your kid or your each person yeah it depends on the age also the severity of the depression also mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, in any case right so as a neuroscientist you're looking at in tactically if you want to say in one sentence studying the brain yeah. and uh, translating that into yeah. uh, clinical side okay. uh, or making more sense because it is very a uh, very complicated organ mm-hmm. of our body yes yeah tell me yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it's interesting and then um so you had a uh, worked in neuroscience at the UFC and then that is correct how where did the uh what led you from that into the beer uh the beer and brewing industry the beer and brewing industry is a stepping stone mm-hmm. ryan which i took um, uh, my long term goal is to set up a pharmaceutical okay. company mm-hmm. which focuses on neurological disorders right my when i graduated uh, ufc my goal was to set up the pharma company then right. but it is intensive capital required i can imagine yeah. to da- do that and uh, there is huge need significant business mm-hmm. experiences required to right. yeah then i i took a path uh, to get into how do i lead myself by 2029 is my goal okay to get into that uh, field mm-hmm. and uh, i took that uh, step of learning business gaining some of my own capital so that all my company is not going to the venture capitalist right. and then mm-hmm. i just work for a minor uh, share of the equity mm-hmm. for the company that motivated me to do another business uh, and uh, based on my research and limited knowledge that time i found that liquor business mm-hmm. is uh, not recession proof but recession resistant okay, i would say yeah, okay. like it is a good business to sure. be in yeah a product excuse me products doesn't uh, don't expire mm-hmm. that quick there is demand yeah and uh, i started with retail liquor stores okay. first yeah from retail liquor stores uh, during uh, uh, rachel notley's time mm-hmm. yes uh, there was a huge focus on uh, diversifying the economy okay yeah and uh, the brewery was one of the areas where businesses were being diversified sure. uh, that's when all the breweries came, most of the breweries mm-hmm. in alberta came into picture yeah when the what the took the limit the minimum production limits off and, correct right the the aglc changed the bylaws and uh, by 2013 i believe there were only 15 plus breweries mm-hmm. in entire alberta yeah now there are about 130 yeah so that uh, all diversification was happening and i did research and i think it was very quick enough message went to my brain that manufacturing is better than retail okay So I diffused my liquor store, sold them out, and yep. then uh, went into the brewing industry. Excellent. Okay, so you had liquor, your own liquor stores, and then yeah, I had partners with me. So sure. we yep. we sold those liquor stores, and then okay. started a brewing company. Brewery, we did not start that large brewery you just saw right. day one. Yeah, you were saying uh, <laughs> before you did some contract. Yeah, we went brewing. into contract brewing and right. uh, developing 
recipes. Uh, I I met a guy, uh, Aaron Radsmith, uh, who still works as a, one of the brewers at our brewery. Okay. And uh, he did develop all the recipes which we are selling right now okay. into market. Yeah. I I would give him idea like hey Rad, we call him Rad. Yeah. <laughs> that is his nickname. Mm-hmm. And uh, I suggested Rad uh, let us do this uh, beer. He right. would develop the recipe. Perfect. Bring it to market, get feedback, improve yeah. it, and then sell. Right. As a contract brewer. Right. And you yeah. So contract brewing for folks that aren't familiar. You're using somebody else's facility to make your beer. That is correct. Uh, so uh, the contract brewing, I would say, is uh, the way you do a small-scale experiment in the laboratory being mm. a neuroscientist. Sure, yeah. You don't put uh, uh, 100 animals mm-hmm. <laughs> on research day one. You must right. do that uh, pilot experiment right, in small. Right. Yep. We, as a contract brewer, we don't have to invest a huge capital mm-hmm. upfront to yeah. build a facility yeah a fellow brewery which alberta ha- i had been in alberta every brewery actually behaves like their brothers okay yes yeah very community it is very community oriented yes. because mm-hmm. anybody i reached out for help mm-hmm. they not only helped on the topic i needed help but they went an extra step and say hey you know you may avoid this not to encounter that problem right, right. in future mm-hmm. like it is that family oriented nice. i i find it like it is an extended family mm-hmm. outside there yeah. most of the brewery owners were my friend because i had liquor stores sure. and then it was starting and mm-hmm. uh, we used to work that vendor to customer bases and yeah. uh, when i started to get into brewing you go first to the person to ask hey you mm-hmm. know what i do yeah and it was very helpful so you don't burn quite a bit of money mm-hmm. in contract brewing and then you get to test your product into the market to get the consumer feedback yeah if the product is good they are rebuying and it is something that gap is missing mm-hmm. or there is a gap in consumer base yeah. which you can fill by yeah. your product yeah it is a good product to start your brewery with yeah yeah no like <laughs> as we said not without putting the investment into a big a setup like you yeah. have here now yeah. you can yeah. get uh, make sure you have a product that people want right yeah so That's great, uh, i yeah. think that uh, contract brewing uh, then uh, was uh, pretty good and led into uh, this facility yeah well excellent that's great um you call it a brew distillery yep what's the uh as opposed to a brewery or a distillery what's yeah, the yeah our, our short term plans are to set up a distillery as well okay it makes sense most of the breweries are like brewing and distilling mm-hmm. for example let us say xyz brewing and distilling mm-hmm. uh, came up with an idea actually somebody had done that in us already okay they were going to brew they were going to still and they called it like bristillery perfect yeah. and that uh, i read an article in uh, the american brewers association magazine okay. when they called it like matt's bristillery or brands bristillery that caught my eye and mm-hmm. i i found that very interesting yeah and then i made that uh, decision that day that hey you know it is it is good to transit that into i think we are the only delta is the only brewery in canada okay. there are multiple in us now right okay uh, that is little catchy also like brewery plus distillery yeah, like, uh, it is different and yeah. people remember it yeah. i i found it like anybody i told it is a brewery mm-hmm. sometimes they might struggle what is a brewery but once you explain them like mm-hmm. brewing plus distilling both Yeah, brewery plus distillery that yeah. is bristillery. Yeah. They get it and uh, they don't forget it. Yeah, it's catchy yeah. and yeah. Uh, people remember that. And why why delta? Uh delta reason is uh, it was um uh it was a huge career change for me. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for the name which justifies the change. Okay. we came up with the like hey let us call it change brewery or career change brewery that didn't sound very interesting mm-hmm. yeah a uh, delta in science stands for change okay yeah so like uh, i 
from grade 12 physics you might remember delta t2 minus delta yeah, t1 well i wasn't a physics guy <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh, delta was a huge career change and then my partner that time uh, baljeet grewal he suggested like ranjan you know delta is uh, is a good name mm-hmm. and it can be uh justifying your journey from mm-hmm. being a neuroscientist uh, to a different career right. which and both are not interlinked at all mm-hmm. no other than alcohol might improve if consumed in moderation sure, little yeah. bit of cognition <laughs> yeah but that is not a proven research yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh that is the uh, the reason for picking up the name uh, delta like yeah i like that even in our beers you will find like you see there that ctrl control mm-hmm. selger okay. you see that inductive catalyst right. precursor hypothecary yeah you bring like some science terms that science uh, is just coming it. in yeah. nice yeah yeah, yeah. get a bit of a link to the previous yeah same career. thing for our vodka like vector vodka vector yeah, uh, yeah vector okay, yeah. so that is physics excellent yeah, yeah. nice Uh so talk a little bit about the process of getting to where you are now. You you started doing the contract brewing, testing the market with your products. Yeah, we went into contract brewing. The first brewery we did was Far Brewing Company, my friend mm-hmm. Yokan Far. Yeah. He assisted me with our first Hefeweizen. Now from there we went to Kuli Brewing Company in Lethbridge. Mm-hmm. Then we went to GP Brewing Company in Grand Prairie. and then field and forge brewing company in innisfil okay. before we opened up our own facility right and the contract brewing journey was good actually uh, we got to test uh, four products into market perfect and the uh, community supported them mm-hmm. uh, the community is amazing i didn't anticipate that we'll have that big success in, in these uh, right. initial years but um, i would like to give credit to every consumer or every sure. yeah. every guest i call them yeah. who tried delta beer and supported yeah. us in initial days yeah. so that we could get here now when we were setting up this uh, our own facility mm-hmm. uh, we had our product available in quite a bit of uh, liquor stores in sure. alberta so it's yeah. you know, got some cash uh, cash flow happening uh, and helps, in, uh, and investors as well yeah. when you have product out there it helps absolutely yeah a little bit more of a proven commodity yeah. right yeah. yeah excellent and how long did it take to get this kind of up and running oh it took <laughs> it took long <laughs> four years yeah uh, it took uh, when we talk in science they say if you work long hours you are not efficient mm-hmm. but i did work efficiently <laughs> long hours yeah. weekends evenings and then uh, uh, brought in that four year of experience mm-hmm. uh, brought us in a way to that point where bank was able to fund the project right and um, we did uh, we did start construction here of our own facility mm-hmm. in the third year that was okay. uh, 2019 right. september yeah. uh, delta we um, me and red we started it in 2017 november okay. of 2017 company was incorporated and then we started uh, developing recipes by june of 2018 we had our first kegs uh, mark conrad who is one of my other friends mm-hmm. uh, he is the ceo for alberta beer yes. festivals yeah. and uh, our product was just uh, launched uh, by may and i think all the sports were full mm-hmm. for the beer festival because right. it was in june right. i requested him and he might be wondering that day who is this guy yeah, like yeah. the deadline for beer festival is in february and yeah. he's coming to me in may for the june beer festival yeah. he accommodated me and i thank him for yeah. that yeah, we launched our first product in june 2018 then uh, that was in the kegs okay then in the november of 2018 we launched uh, our beer into the cans uh, first two recipes hefeweizen and uh, ipa okay and then slowly we kept adding in um, may of 2019 we submitted uh, our uh, proposal to bank for funding mm-hmm. in uh, march our funding was approved uh, september actually 2019 our funding was approved and then we started looking for the space right. 
it took us a while <laughs> to get the space because mm-hmm. uh, considering the long term vision of setting up the production facility we were looking for high ceiling right electrical right, yeah. requirements and uh, at the same time uh, right quadrant of the city where mm-hmm. docks are there to receive and yep. ship the great uh, it was it took us 6 7 months to find the wow. space yeah so just in, the process there yeah in uh, july uh, june of uh, 2020 we signed up the lease with the current landlords and uh, then started construction here in august yeah we finished our construction of the brewing facility by march okay and did our first brew in our facility our master brewer nathan ingram mm-hmm. uh he did the first brew on 23rd of march okay and uh, we uh, did bring 2021 2021 yeah okay and then uh, we did uh, do the first packaging on i believe it was 8th of april 2021 okay So you're fairly new in this facility here. In this facility we are less yeah. than a year. Yeah. Okay. We started production here in March. Yeah. Wow. So, so uh, but it has been great uh, yeah. since then. Growing every day. Yeah, no doubt. It's a great looking uh, facility. So, so. When we return, Ranjan from Delta Brew Distillery will talk about the challenges of selling their beer into other provinces and much much more. But first, a word from Pitt County Barbecue who is bringing authentic North Carolina-style whole hog barbecue north of the border to Alberta and Canada. Based out of Edmonton with the ability to travel, Pitt County Barbecue will come to your event and cook an entire pig on site using their custom-built cooker designed by owner and pitmaster Peter Zakuski. Specializing in corporate catering and private events, Pitt County Barbecue brings a unique regional barbecue dining experience. From North Carolina chopped barbecue pork to Piedmont-style coleslaw, Trust me when I say you've never tasted anything like this before. The meat is so good you don't even need sauce. Peter is truly inspired by the South. His attention to detail and quality is second to none. From delicious food to amazing customer service, make sure to bit book Pitt County Barbecue for your next event. Check out their recent web series, Friends of the Pit on YouTube, and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. To book your event, visit their website at pittcountybbq.com. That's P-I-T-T-C-O-U-N-T-Y-B-B-Q.com. Now back to my conversation with Dr. Ranjan Kumar from Delta Brew Distillery. Yeah, we now are into, we sell our production to four provinces now. Mm-hmm. How do you find that? I've heard some, there's challenges uh going into other provinces in Canada. Uh, there are challenges going into I believe the first uh, challenge is tax structure of every province is different. Right. And uh, as we say like uh, Alberta brewery there is lot of brotherhood. Right. Every province uh, they see hey I am from Alberta I'll try Alberta beer mm-hmm. or I'm for, from Saskatchewan I love Saskatchewan beer sure. or BC. So when you go into a new market in beginning it is a little bit of challenge mm-hmm. that's what we found out mm-hmm. but uh, then uh, it is a ext- it is an extended family right in the end again yep. when uh, your guests or customers or consumers try your product and it is good price good quality and uh, they find some value into it then they yep. come back to it right it is difficult uh, to go initially in mm-hmm. and manage because uh, there are multiple barriers right and uh, multiple channels you have to pass through mm-hmm. but once you are in there it yeah. it starts smoothing uh, further a little bit good. yeah a lot of uh, always yeah. always some challenges right yeah oh yeah there nothing if something comes to you easy yeah that uh, might be not worth for the long term okay. i believe yeah, yeah that's so good you go, good way to look at yeah, it yeah yeah go through challenges let's talk about the the product line we're enjoying uh, one of the catalyst loggers here which is very nice kind of a light uh, crisp beer and a yeah yeah catalyst lager this is our beer which is um, uh, chosen as uh, the best patio beer in alberta in oh, alberta nice. brewing awards it nice. received a gold excellent congratulations uh, this uh, thank you very much this i would like to give credit to rad yeah and uh, paul hoen uh, paul hoen is uh, our brewing consultant okay. uh, i don't know if you heard of lighthouse brewing company i yeah i think so yeah and uh, paul is uh, paul worked there okay and then paul's younger brother son hoen 
he owns a brewery called Hoen Brewing Company okay. in Victoria. Ah, okay. uh, Paul has been a great consultant for new startups and uh, new breweries, and he's my mentor as well. He has been mentoring for all this. Right. When Red and Paul developed uh, this recipe, I did ask them to make a very simple beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest challenge was their the simple beers are hardest to make. Okay. <laughs> so you can't hide anything. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Ingram, if he was here, he would speak more about it because I call him the advocate of quality. Okay. Nothing, nothing leaves without his quality check right. from this facility. Uh, he, Paul and Red developed this recipe, which is very simple. I uh, wanted to keep it light, mm-hmm. yeah. enjoyable. Patio camping, yeah, easy to go beer. Yeah, I was going to say nice, this be a nice hot day. Uh, yeah, a nice hot day. Yeah. So that is uh, that is our top uh, performer. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we got uh, our IPA inductive IPA received uh, bronze in the World Beer Awards for nice. Canada. Excellent. And that has been a great success story. Mm-hmm. Our Hefeweizen and Blonde have received awards here in. Uh, in Culinaire Magazine conducts okay. uh, yeah. the awards. Uh, they received Judges Selection Award. Then we got uh, three private label in there that uh, Blue Can Alberta is. We, okay. we yeah. manufacture for Alcana. Mm-hmm. Alberta Star Lager we do for um, uh, another chain called uh, Star Liquor. Okay. And then we do the happy hour for uh, uh, a chain up there in Edmonton called okay. Super Value. Okay. We did make a strong beer as well, which is called Cougar Strong, mm-hmm. has been doing great in market. And uh, in 2019, industry had a revolution of uh, soldiers. Okay, yes. Hard uh, vodka sodas yep. or any spirit-based uh, mm-hmm. soldiers. White Claw came yes. into market and yep. uh, then uh, took it by storm. Yep. We also launched our control. That CTRL stands for control. Mm-hmm. We got six flavors there. Uh, black cherry, watermelon, pink lemonade, mango, mm-hmm. and uh, then there is uh, raspberry. Okay. And uh, pineapple. Pineapple and mango we haven't launched yet. Okay. We are so. planning to do this summer. Yeah. And uh, then uh, we have launched uh, a vodka also right, called vector, vector Vodka. Vector Vodka, yeah. Vector Vodka, which is um, a decent quality, decent price vodka available. Yep. Um, you can find it in your neighborhood stores. Excellent. And you're making the vodka here as well. You showed me that. We, we have blending facilities. So yeah. what we do, we buy um, alcohol from a natural grain, they call NGS okay. uh, product, production facility uh, out of Saskatchewan. Okay. And then we blend it. So ah, we okay. our distillers add quite a bit of components into okay. it. And then... Distillers know that part. Yeah, yeah, whole other. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, yeah. we just uh, blend it, not distilling at right. this point. Okay. We okay. are looking into setting up a, a distillery maybe in a couple of years. Right. But when we started brewery, our brewing side, you saw there are 20,000 liter tanks and mm-hmm. 10,000 liter tanks. Initially, we started with 10,000 liter tanks, but uh, we realized in three months that we need to expand. And then we had to add those 20,000 liter tanks. Then I did step back. My team, like my partner, suggested let us wait for the distillery because we don't know what the demand will be. Mm -hmm. So let us first uh, go as the demand into the market. And then we will look to set up the right size distillery so that we don't have to... scale it up immediately right yeah so that is the reason we haven't started just something yeah yeah wait do it do it once instead of uh, yeah uh, th- there are some maintenance and upgrades always going on into breweries yeah. but uh, that is uh, when you have to expand within three months yeah that's uh, uh, yeah. that is good for business but sure. it takes huge capital yeah. and the projects get over budgeted right so with the the distilling, what, what are you wanting to start making when you get into that side of things? So we would uh, certainly, uh, I have a recommendation uh, from uh, my friends and my team and partners to make a whiskey okay. and a gin. Yep. Uh, obviously vodka mm-hmm. and then a coffee cream liqueur. Okay. 
four products to begin and then right. we'll see where to go from nice. there nice yeah uh besides that future uh, future plans what's uh What's down the road for Delta? Yeah, down the road for Delta, we uh, every day when I get up, uh, my goal is to grow. Okay. And we we want to grow. We have been working very hard. Our team here at Delta has been working hard. My partners have been mm-hmm. working hard. Um, in three years, we want to at least uh, uh, get into the communities of Western Canada, mm-hmm. almost uh, so that we represent everywhere. Yeah. And then head east, yeah, a little bit uh, towards, let us say, Ontario. Right. Yeah. In five years, we we wish to set up uh, a facility in U.S. and right. then export beer to Southeast Asia. Okay. That is one of my top goals. Uh, right. It is not feasible to it. It doesn't make money to export from Canada because of the trade laws and okay. export uh, Interesting. treaties. But from U.S., uh, it makes sense. Interesting. A uh, few companies have been already exporting from U.S. into right. India. Yeah, I heard you on Mark's podcast talking yeah. about that. Yeah. So there's different taxes. There are different tax duties. Sort of things coming and, from yeah, the U.S. compared to Canada. Yeah. So interesting that it would be at the at least at this moment they right. change very like uh, government <laughs> plays yeah. big roles but yeah. I I believe uh, Canada is improving relations with India US mm. has um, uh, in the beer trade US have better tax uh, structure oh, interesting so that yeah. uh, you you don't pay as much duty as you will pay from Canada okay oh interesting yeah, yeah. yeah. it is and uh, we do quite a bit of business on others aspect also like not myself but right. india and u.s trades right okay for a lot of stuff yeah interesting and you uh we were talking about is talking about the u.s you're bringing the cans are coming in from texas you were saying that is true yeah, yeah. Our, that's an interesting <laughs> our uh, sleek cans come from the crown packaging facility in texas yeah oh. and uh uh, there is a Calgary facility as well for Crown, mm-hmm. but they just do the other standard 355 ml can, okay. like the yeah. one we are drinking beer from. Yeah. Uh, Crown got, I think, multiple facilities uh, in U.S. and uh, Canada. Yeah. Can sorties had been pretty much in 2020. Mm-hmm. Then we had to source cans wherever we could get from. Right, yeah. Vessel had been a good supporter of our business. Vessel okay. packaging. Okay. Have you heard of them? Who's that? Vessel Packaging. No. So they are a company here in Calgary. Okay. And uh, they have, I believe, three facilities across Canada. Okay. They do supply cans to breweries and um, other uh, distilleries. Mm-hmm. So I see with your cans, you've got the your artwork, your label. It's right on the can. Yeah. You see a lot of craft breweries who are doing the, the wraps. As a, the sleeves, what's yeah. What's the benefits to you to do it this way or advantages for yeah benefit is there ryan uh, the cost uh, costing is uh, lower okay on the printed cans okay oh really uh, the sleeve cans uh, when i was a contract brewer i did everything in okay. sleeve yeah. until they achieved certain volume mm-hmm. so that uh, the printed cost uh, yeah. printed can cost could be justified right okay uh it is uh, i i I would tell you there is significant uh, difference in the price. Interesting. Printed can is significantly lower than the sleeved cans. I, mean, I would have thought it would be the other way around. No, uh, other way it is the sleeve can is expensive, mm-hmm. but uh, the leverage is you you don't have to buy a lot of them. The right, printed okay. can you have to buy the full truck load. I see. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, now going to be a big pain for right. many breweries because a bigger manufacturer of cans called Ball, Ball Corporation, okay. they recently announced that uh, their minimum purchase order would be five trucks oh, wow. of the cans, which is about a million can Crazy. per SKU. When I say SKU, that is one kind of beer. Right. So yeah, per, it per is print, yeah. for smaller breweries, when I was, uh, then when Delta was small, we didn't even sell a million can in a year. Right. Now we sell like multiples of millions in a mm-hmm. year, but yeah. that time we could not uh, afford printed cans right. because you have to buy bulk. Okay. But they are significantly lower in price, then your margins get up. Right. And you make slightly more money than so. you will make on the sleeving. Right. 
it's living is advantageous because you don't have to invest upfront right. more money. Yeah. So when you yeah lower volumes, the sleeves are a better yeah. route. Once you're producing the volume, then printed are better. Ah, there you yeah. go. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Awesome. Uh, let's talk a little more barbecue. Uh, thoughts about Canadian North American barbecue? I don't know how much you've. How much you get out and eat that sort of food? What's uh... Uh, we do barbecue here actually? Yeah, in, in our brewery at Delta also we do a monthly barbecue. Okay, nice. And Rad, like who is uh, my companion in this brewing journey yes. from day one? Yeah, is a chef. He's ah, a sous chef. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and he he does barbecue. Yeah. When I think of Canadian barbecue, let us say being being in India. When I did research on environment, like O minus twenty, I was scared. Like, oh my God, how people live there! <laughs> so barbecue, I thought, oh, they will be, uh, they will be killing animals and putting them on fire and yeah. all. I'm a fan of uh, one of my friends' uh, barbecue. I believe you might have heard the name Graham Sermon. I, yes, I yeah, know. Yep. Yeah, I know Graham. Toolset, <laughs> yep. uh, and uh, Graham yeah, makes the makes world famous ribs. Yes, and barbecue. <laughs> he'll he'll and, tell you. Yeah, and I think I tried first time ribs, mm -hmm. who were made by Graham in yeah. my life. Ah. So, <laughs> so Graham is a Graham. Yes. I consider like uh, he has been an advisor, a great brother, a great yeah. friend, yeah. and a, yeah. industry companion. We yeah. never looked at each other as a competitor. Yeah. So I, I go quite a bit to his place, and uh, oh, you're not far here, uh, yeah, right? we are not far. No. Yeah. And he he's been here too. Yeah. Uh, Graham, I think I would attest uh, he does great barbecue. Yes. When I think of uh, doing barbecue, we do chicken. Okay. I don't eat beef because I'm a Hindu right. from India. Yeah, uh, just started ribs, and then uh, burgers. I mm -hmm. think is the first thing patties. Sure. Yeah. Uh, my PhD supervisors also did a barbecue annual barbecue in okay. the summer at okay. their places. Ah. So that was my introduction nice. <laughs> to Canadian and American nice. barbecue. Oh. That was I think the first time barbecue was in September of uh, twenty two thousand nine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, before that is our live fire barbecue in India. Yeah. But that was uh, the formal introduction. Mm -hmm. And uh, burgers, patties, veggies. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people do steaks on. Sure. Do people yeah. do steaks on Absolutely. barbecue? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I enjoy it because mm -hmm. I find it very healthy. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, you can you can cater it to your own taste buds. Right. Yeah. Seasoning, how you yeah. season it, how yeah. you prepare yeah. it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think that, that is great. I I am a fan of fire. Yeah, and uh, in our backyard also, mm -hmm. like I cook sometimes, yeah. like not extensive barbecue, sure. but little bit on the live fire. Oh, nice! In yeah. my backyard, excellent fire pit. That, or yeah, 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 fire pit, oh, and then uh, during camping also, yeah. I, I our vice president Ian McKenzie here at Delta introduced yeah. me to camping. Ah. Uh, uh, he was so kind enough to let me take his trailer. Oh, nice! And uh, he did set me up. We yep. did two campings this year and oh, did good. barbecue there. It was. Yep. I think it is. It is fun, amazing. Yeah. I wish we can do it more often. Yes. But uh, that is uh, not happening because yeah. of the being too busy with work, and mm -hmm. we are expecting our first baby. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. I yeah. was going to ask about family. So <laughs> yeah. Three That's weeks, nice. so oh, wow. very, very last time. Yes. Uh, but uh, whenever there is barbecue, I enjoy it. Yes. Oh, I, if even I am not here and barbecue is happening, I would come yep. to Excellent. eat some food yep. cooked well, by and, Red. Uh, if, you're, if you're going over to see Graham, you're doing, uh, you're getting some of the best going there. So. Oh, yeah. Graham was telling me, he recently, at his facility, he brought an equipment which does age the meat. Yeah, he's got a dry age uh, cooler. Yeah, yeah, he told me about it. Yeah. I was surprised. Like even I, mm -hmm. I never heard of like you can do that. Yeah. But when he explained it, it made all sense. Yeah, you're just controlling like, uh, the humidity and yeah. uh, the temperature. So yeah, is, so. that is something very fascinating yes. actually. Yeah, he's using that for his burgers, I think, the dry age. Yeah, no, I don't know what he's using, but he mentioned yeah. that range and you yeah. know, also a quick, a nice equipment here. Yeah. And he mentioned aging meat. Yeah. For barbecue, like mm -hmm. he said, oh man, you look at the flavor. Yeah. Uh, someday I'll go try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you tried it? Uh, I've I haven't had that over there, but I've okay. been over there a couple times and yeah. uh, the ribs and uh, yeah. he does good stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I also I do some competition barbecue uh, 
which he does as well. Oh, yeah, so he I've does got, competition uh, barbecue. Gotten yeah. to know him pretty well. And I've had yeah. him on the podcast a couple of times. Oh, is so it? Yeah, he's a great guy. He is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah lots of... Uh, Lots of energy. I think energy. He has all the energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love his laugh. Yeah, you've, you've mentioned a few folks like Graham and uh, the the Hoynes that you you look at as mentors. Anyone else kind of along the way that you've want to mention? Just give a, a thanks to that. I think it is. Um, uh, I would like to thank uh, Paul Hoyne. Yeah, uh, Graham uh, considered like a kind of my brother. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he mentors me yeah, <laughs> like yeah. little bit. Uh, not official mentor. Yes. I have a, a mentor in uh, my EO forum. I recently joined entrepreneur organization and okay. there is a mentor from YPO, they call Young and Young President Association okay. organization. I have a mentor there who is teaching me business now. Ah, good. But uh, if it, Paul is a guy, I can call for anything. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, family family consulting <laughs> brewing right. consulting sure. as a friend i want to talk to you today yeah. like uh, i would say paul yeah paul hoyne excellent well yeah. that's wonderful yeah uh before we wrap up where can folks uh find you online social media uh, you, you know you mentioned you're in liquor stores all across alberta and yeah we uh, our social media handles are quite easy they are called delta bristillery yep for um, facebook so uh, instagram Twitter, TikTok, okay, LinkedIn, Snapchat. Yeah, you're all over. <laughs> all over, and yeah. we have independent marketing team. We have an independent marketer here in in house. Right, Ricky Olak. Okay, he takes care of it, and Julie Haskell. All right, super. Uh, Julie take care of all the marketing yeah. and all that stuff. You can find our beer in Calgary Co-op, Safeway, Sobeys. Mm-hmm. Ace Liquor, Liquor Depot, Superstores, BSW Liquors, Ablo Liquors, like Star Liquors, Super Value, like the, yeah, a lot. I think yeah. almost everywhere, Highlanders, yeah, yeah. Crawford. Like, yeah. um, thank you very much to all those guys for yes. supporting our yeah, business yeah. and uh, you know, trusting in us in mm-hmm. first place and then growing that trust every day yeah. with every beer every pint yeah now speaking of where to find you you mentioned you do some keg stuff are you in any restaurants we bars, do some kegs yeah. uh, very limited though right uh, our kegs are i i can count that on fingers <laughs> maybe 10 places okay uh, tipsy pig pub in evanston mm-hmm. is one of them yeah common bond in right. downtown okay. is uh, another one then uh, there are a few places in Lathbridge, few okay. places in Edmonton, okay. Kenmore, um, Jasper, one place. Okay, so you're get, getting out there. Uh, yeah, uh, kegs are not our focus, but right. those are my friends, and sure, they you know, they have supported in uh, mm-hmm. early days. We didn't want to put kegs because of COVID and all, sure, but yeah. uh, you have to support your friends yep. as well, like reciprocally. Yeah. Uh, it is, uh, I, I would say, about 10 places in Alberta okay. we have kegs. Right, excellent. Yeah. Last uh, question I ask everybody around, Jan, it's, uh, it's dinner time. Maybe you got the fire pit going up, uh, going in the backyard. What's, uh, what's the go-to for you? If I would like to go to, would be uh, some fish at this point, mm-hmm. and then uh, some chicken, chicken wings. Yep. And uh, maybe a burger. Indians eat a lot. <laughs> so okay. yeah. oh, I don't speak do. <laughs> on behalf of our Indian, but yeah. when there is a barbecue, there is a lot of food. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. So you, when you say burgers and you, you mentioned not eating beef, what yeah. are you uh, So we get into doing, the yeah. Beyond Meat patties okay. or chicken chicken, chicken patties. patties. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, even veggie patties are yeah. available there, yeah. so we'll okay. do. Yeah. Yeah. Pork, no, not so much, or...? I, as I told you, only one time and yeah. first time is Graham. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. his, his, the ribs, he yeah. does barbecue are right. the world famous. Yeah. And uh, I tried with him first time in my okay. life. And I never did that before. Mm-hmm. I'm not that pro. Maybe I have to go see Graham maybe uh, 10 yeah. times yeah. Before, I, <laughs> before I go somewhere yeah. else. I'm just even thinking for burgers, you could use yeah. brown pork for... Yeah. Uh, uh, making patties, I'll do Italian sausage meat for oh, patties. Oh, is it? Yeah. Nice flavor. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, yeah. Ranjan, thank you so much. This thank you, awesome. Ryan. Uh, this, uh, you are you are a great person. Uh, well, now we are friends. Yes, and thank absolutely. you so much. You are straightforward, yeah. candid, nice, easygoing. Thank you. Yeah. And that. down to earth. Yeah, like Humble. It. Try to be. 
Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate thank you. it. Thank, thank you, Ryan, awesome. for this opportunity. You are listening to Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast, and it is time now for some barbecue news. Brought to you by the Barrel Boss Q, a family-owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it is in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry level all the way to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram and visit them online at barrelbossq.ca. That's B-A-R-R-E-L-B-O-S-S-Q, the letter Q, dot C-A. And while you're there, be sure to check out the Men of Barbecue 2022 calendar. That Barrel Boss and some of the finest in the Canadian barbecue community have joined forces to create and raise funds for the Canadian Cancer Society. I ordered mine today, and they do still have a limited number left. Order yours on the website at barrelbossq.ca and tell them you heard about them on the Eat More Barbecue podcast. Folks, the barbecue world lost a legend this week with the passing of the one and only John Mueller in Texas. John got his start working with his father, Bobby Mueller, at the historic Louis Mueller Barbecue in Taylor, Texas, before venturing out on his own. Over the years, he cooked at a variety of locations, most recently at Hutchins Barbecue. I had the privilege of meeting John and eating his barbecue a few years back at his John Miller Black Box Barbecue Incarnation in Georgetown, Texas. His hot and fast method for cooking brisket sent him apart from many of the Hill County Hill Country, sorry, low and slow purists. But from all accounts, going against the grain was kind of his style. Texas Monthly's Daniel Vaughn penned a very touching tribute to the man that you can find on the Texas Monthly website. Rest in peace, John, and condolences to the Mueller family. This week is the last episode of the year with new content. The next two weeks will be our annual year review shows, where I take a look back at some of my favorite moments on the podcast over the last year. At this time, I'd like to take a moment to thank each and every one of you for listening into the podcast and to send my best wishes for a very Merry Christmas and holiday season. Thank you to Dr. Kumar for joining me on the podcast and the tour of the Bruce Stillery, and congratulations on the birth of your child. Thanks for listening in, everyone. Please drop me a line. Let me know what you think about the changes to the show. You can follow Eat More Barbecue on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and be sure to subscribe to the show on whatever podcast app you're listening to. And I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. You can find me online at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca where you can check a listing of the barbecue joints in Alberta and show them your support. If you're elsewhere, get out there and show your local barbecue joints some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See y'all next week and keep on smoking.